Welcome to another edition of State Lines, where you get the best pro football gambling information in the state of Illinois. My name is Jason Gotch. I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts on the program, John Spataro and our Vegas insider, Ryan Fisher. Gentlemen, great to have you aboard for what we hope is another episode of our program with some winners. We're going to start off the show, John, with you because I was thinking about you in the Monday night game, watching that contest between the Lions and Packers. And when people talk about bad beats in gambling, uh, you certainly had one in that game. So, John, for the listeners, summarize what you did last week and uh, talk a little bit about what was a tough loss in that Lions-Packers feud. I appreciate the kind words, Jason. And yes, I, I won last week. Not saying I won all my picks, uh, but instead I went one, one, and one. One winner, one loser, and one really tough push. But let's start with the bad. Um, I lost my best bet betting against the 49ers again. They covered easily over the Rams and did so so comfortably that the Rams made a knee-jerk reaction trade, in my opinion, to get Jalen Ramsey off the Jaguars for a bunch of picks. Something you hate to see kind of adding insult to injury there. Uh, I won on the Seahawks covering the two points against the Browns at home. That makes me 2-0 and in my last two games picking uh, the Birds from Seattle. So I'm feeling pretty good about uh, where they're at and, and maybe uh, coming back to them later in the show. Uh, and then I pushed the over 55 between the Texans and the Chiefs. Some people had it at 54 and a half. If you did, I envy you because this was ugly. This game had 40 points scored in the first half and only 15 in the second. I was already counting this as a win at halftime. I checked back later to see that I pushed. However, this was not my worst beat of the week. If you watch the Monday night game like Jason was talking about, it must have been some Bears fan karma because I was the only one who backed the pack last week and ended up on the worst beat of the weekend. At the end of the game, the Packers were down 22-20, to 20, driving towards the end zone with a few minutes left. I was doing some mental math, realizing I didn't need a field goal, but a touchdown would have covered me by at least a point and a half. Well, with a minute and 36 seconds remaining, Jamal Williams took a handoff to the three-yard line with nobody in front of him, and he fell down short of the goal line. The Packers knelt the ball twice, kicked a game-winning field goal, and not covered uh, for me and everybody else who was back in the pack, and I was left screaming at my television while Mason Crosby took his Lambo <laughs> leap. And I'm still thinking about that one. I probably will for the rest of my gambling career. That one was tough to take. Well, Ryan, I know, has been on the wrong side of some bets like that. I certainly have. And I think anybody who's ever bet on sports who's listening to our program right now can relate, unfortunately, to what John went through last week with that Packers bet. But let's turn it over to Ryan because he had a really good week last night. He or Last week, rather. It was a real good week for him, and he got you some winners. So, Ryan, uh, recap the week that was last week for the listeners. We were on the Lions, and we hit that. Uh, I also had the Bucks, who, who could not get it done in the early window over there in London against the Panthers. Gosh, that's one of those just every time you, you pick them and then realize you have Jameis Winston, you never know what you're going to get. But I did have a cu- couple comfortable wins in the other ones. The Vikings at home on that Mike Zimmer trend. Now I believe they're 19-2-1. The trend we gave you last week just continues to go. And you know, John said he crossed off some teams already this year, and one of them was the Jets. Well, the Jets, I had the Jets getting a touchdown against the Cowboys, and not only did they cover, they they won that game outright. So you can't cross off these teams because they're going to change, and against the spread, you know, they may go 2-14 and 14 overall, but they won't go 2-14 and 14 against the spread. So 
you got to find your spots to use the bad teams, and we did it with the Jets last week, and they actually got us an outright win. So a good week for Ryan with some underdog-type winners right there, especially that Jets play. I was watching that game and thinking of Ryan's pick and thinking not many people probably bet on the Jets in this one, but they probably should have, and the Jets took out Jason Garrett and the Cowboys, along with Ryan Fisher and John Spataro. It is Jason Gotcher the year on state lines. Uh, a bad week for me last week, one and two. I did win it with the Lions in the Monday nighter, taking the points, but like Ryan, I did go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in London. Luckily, I slept in on Sunday and didn't wake up until the second half of that game, so I didn't have to feel bad until that game was almost over. But also last week, like John, I took the Rams as the best bet, and maybe it's time, friends, to say the Rams are not the same team they were a year ago, and I do agree with John on that Jalen Ramsey trade. You you trade the store, the Rams, uh, after a loss to the 49ers, two number ones and a number four in upcoming years for Jalen Ramsey, a guy who's been disgruntled throughout his career. So we'll see how that one works out for the Rams. But a new week is here, and the Chicago Bears, after a bye last week, are a three-point favorite in many spots against the New Orleans Saints and the backup quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, late afternoon game at Soldier Field. So we'll start off with John. Give us your thoughts on this matchup. It's been a tough season uh, with, with the linesmakers making these three and a half or, or less spreads against the Bears because you just don't know what you're going to get every game offensively. And, and to add to this, to add to this mix, the Saints are playing somewhat similar football with Teddy Bridgewater. You look at, you know, their game against Jacksonville last week, it was a 13 to six win. They beat the Cowboys earlier in the year, 12 to 10. There's been just a couple stinker offensive games performed uh, by Teddy Bridgewater in this offense. I also uh, am paying attention to see if Alvin Kamara is going to play for the saints, obviously on the Bears side, Mitch Trubisky is expected to play if everything goes as planned and his practice schedule for the rest of this week. But you really got to look at this game as, as two teams that are just wild cards when they have the ball in their hand. I think the defenses are going to show up. I'm willing to bet and and probably guarantee the under on this game because I think one team is going to be held to single digits. It's just which team is that going to be? Is it going to be the Bears or is it going to be the Saints? I'm going to lean on the Bears in this one because I think that Matt Nagy and the team understands two weeks off or a week off and you're coming back from London and you've, you've had nothing but a bye week to prepare for this team uh, coming into to your field at Soldier Field. And I think they're showing a little signs of a little urgency with putting Kyle Long on IR and then putting the brace on Mitch Trubisky's shoulder and putting him out there and saying, we're going to have to win this game or else we could start to see the season slip away. So I'm going to lean on the Bears. All right, you heard John's pick in the Bears game, and he not only likes the Bears minus the three, but he also likes the under in that game of 38. So we bring the under into the equation as well, Ryan. This is a Bears team that... This season, the offensive line hasn't been very good. Mitchell Trubisky expected to play in this game, practicing before, during the week, going to wear that brace on on his shoulder that John talked about. Uh, Give us your take on this one. Do you think the Bears get it done on their own field, or uh, Teddy Bridgewater and company does it in Chicago? You know, this game is a great example of, you know, really needing to shop around for lines a little bit and to understand what value is and and what things are worth. Uh, This line, you know, it's, it's three but they're going to charge you if you want the three. You're going to have to normally you you know you lay an extra ten percent. Uh, you lay one ten to win a hundred. Well, to get the Bears at minus three right now, you know all the books have, have pushed it up where you got to lay, you know one twenty five to get a hundred, and that's a that's a big premium that you're paying. Uh, so some books have, have now bumped it up. They they've moved it to Bears by three and a half, which of course moving off the key number of three 
but now you it's it's at even money so you just lay 100 to win 100 so you really need to decide uh you know where where's the value on that is it worth it to lay the extra juice to to get the bears at three where if they do win by three you still get the push or do you you know do you find a book where it's three and a half and you want to sit it at even money just a hundred to win a hundred and now you got to win by four you know and if you win by three you lose that bet um i kind of agree with john i think the bears i for me this this is a hard game to handicap as with a lot of bears games this year uh so it's gonna for me it's gonna come down to motivation bears really need this game you know they needed that raiders game and didn't get it so you got to pick some something up along the way that maybe you did not expect to get they're off the bye. Uh, the Saints, Teddy Bridgewater's been in there. They've won four straight, which has to be a little bit like found money for them. You know, and against a reasonably tough schedule. You know, they won in Seattle and in Jacksonville, and they at home they beat the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. Uh, so they got to be feeling pretty good about themselves. But at the same time, they also have to feel like, okay, we've, we've done what we needed to with Teddy Bridgewater. Drew Brees, hopefully we'll be back here in a few weeks, and, and we'll be all right. So – if for motivation wise, I really feel like that favors the Bears here. Elvin Kamara possibly not playing for the Saints would be a huge loss. Um, so I'm, I think the Bears are going to get this done. I think the defense is going to come out and, and have a really good effort. I think the bye week, I think Matt Nagy is going to come up with a few things to get some of these guys more involved and get the ball down the field a little bit. I think the Bears are going to score some points. So uh, I like the Bears and. Actually, I I like John being big on the under. I'm going the over. Uh, there's no real rhyme or reason for it. There's some trends out there, but I like the Bears and the over. So a little pro versus Joe, sharp versus square rivalry there on the total. Ryan taking the over. John's got the under. I'm going to stay away from the total in this one. I agree with both John and Ryan on the side. I do like the Bears in this game. The matchup I really like, the Bears defense against Teddy Bridgewater and the Saints offense. I think on the road, this is going to be a tough matchup for the Saints offense with their backup quarterback. And I tend to agree with what Ryan said at this point. With Bridgewater, the Saints have been on a good run. They're playing with House money they're coming off a nice win in Jacksonville but this is the best defense they will have seen or Teddy Bridgewater will have seen so far this season so give me the Bears minus the three against the Saints at Soldier Field on Sunday and again a game they need to win with the Chargers next week at Soldier Field and they got the Eagles in a couple weeks the Bears schedule gets tough in November and at three and two they're in a tough division as well it is State Lines with me Jason Gotch along with my co-host John Spataro and our Vegas insider Ryan Fisher fun time in the show gentlemen it's our bet it or drink it segment i give john and ryan each 20 dollars, and i take 20 bucks out of my own pocket on a long shot play and the fellas and i have to decide each of us has to decide what to do with that 20 bucks should we make the bet or should we just buy some drinks at the bar so fellas this week here's the play the Miami Dolphins this year are 0-5. They are winless. Many think they're the worst team uh, people have seen in a long time, and that includes the winless Browns and the winless Lions from over a decade ago. So will the Miami Dolphins go winless this year? Yes is plus 200. Do you want to put 20 bucks on the Dolphins to go winless and win an additional 40? And here are some Dolphins facts for you. The Dolphins have lost by an average of 27.6 points a game this year. The great Ryan Fitzpatrick is back as the starting quarterback for Josh Rosen this week in Buffalo. The Dolphins' margin of defeat has decreased by the week. 
49 week one, 43 week two, 25 week three, 20 week four. And they only lost by one at home to the Redskins last week, who are also very bad. The Dolphins do have the Bengals, the only other winless team in week 16. That's a Merry Christmas game to all the NFL fans because it's a battle of the bad teams right before the Christmas holiday. So, Ryan, I'll start with you. Are the Dolphins going to go winless? Do you want to put your money on that or buy some drinks? <laughs> well, it comes down to this. When you look at these numbers, and again, you know, I often talk about value and, and what the numbers should be, and they're throwing this number out there just you know, for the recreational better, and they, they, they want that. With plays like this, I always look at, well, is there a better way to do it? And when you need to hit every single game of something, like you do with this, the Dolphins have to lose 11 straight games. Uh, I look at it as a money line parlay where I'm just going to roll the number over week to week to week. And so if I was going to do it with your 20 bucks, I would take the money and I would do that. And I would actually be able to make more than the 40. Cause I, cause if you just bet the other team to beat the dolphins every game, you're going to end up probably closer to three to one, maybe even four to one. Um, so I would do that with your $20. However, it's $20 there's no way I'm spending $20 and having to watch every single Dolphins game the rest of the year, (laughs) 11 Dolphins games. I have to be invested in the result and cheering Uh, either way. There's just, it's not going to happen. So I'm taking your $20. I'm going to drink it this week because that's just much more enjoyable than being involved in the Dolphins for 11 consecutive weeks. So Ryan hates bad football. He's on the record for that. John, do you like bad football enough to invest your money and watch those games? Uh, I'd probably say this is the toughest bedded or drink it we've had this far. Uh, Because just when I think the Dolphins can't go any lower, they lose to a Washington team that's in a similar downward spiral on a botched two-point conversion at the end of the game and, and all things considered, I'm going to go with Ryan. We're going to meet up at the bar and celebrate the fact that we don't have to watch 11 weeks of dolphins football because this team is bad and, and they're really, really, really bad. And you look at the schedule, they still have to play the jets twice. They still have to play two games against the giants. And like you mentioned, Jason, the Bengals at the end of the year, those could be their best chances at winning and if they make it out of those four games without a win and, and go winless, I'm confident saying they're the worst team of my lifetime because I can't find anything that they have going on either sides of the ball. They're bringing in Ryan Fitzpatrick, hope, hoping to conjure up some Fitz magic as we've seen in other places, but I don't think it's going to happen. For only plus 200, Ryan was talking about ways to make that a little bit sweeter. I might be interested in something like that, but for plus 200 and watching all these games, uh, I'm I'm staying away from the Dolphins, like I said earlier in the year. Uh, I'm done. I'm I'm taking the drinks, and you know if they go if they go winless, congratulations to anybody who sat through that. You earned the forty bucks, or you earned whatever you were able to get it at. But I'm not going to be one of those people watching these games. No, fellas, I'm going the other way. I'm betting this. Look, I married a Bengals fan, so I decided when I made that decision that I would have to like bad football because the Bengals are bad, bad, bad. Hey, the Dolphins are bad too. So guess what? I'm going to bet this because I have embraced bad football as a part of my long-term existence on this earth. So Bengals and Dolphins Week 16, if they're winless, I'm all in on that game and the rest of these Dolphins games. Put the 20 bucks down. Bet the Dolphins, Jason Gotchwill, to go winless in 2019. Along with Ryan Fisher and John Spataro, me, Jason Gotch, this is State Lines. When we come back, we'll give you our top three plays of the week. Ryan's got some trends to talk about. We're also going to reminisce about some bad beats in our betting career. All that right after this.
welcome you back to State Lines, where you get the best pro football gambling information in the state of Illinois. My name is Jason Gotch, joined as always by my co-hosts, Ryan Fisher and John Spataro. In our first segment, we all agreed that the Bears minus three points would be the play this week against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, John and Ryan differed on the over-under in that game. John likes the under of 38. Ryan will take the over. I took a pass on the total. I'm just going to go on the side with the Chicago Bears minus the points. To start off this segment, we normally throw the floor, and we'll do it again this week, to our Vegas insider, Ryan Fisher. Any trends, news, gambling notes? He always gives us some good nuggets. So, Ryan, the floor is all yours. Yeah, the one we're going to look at tonight, or this week is the uh, Sunday night game, and it's an important one. Cowboys and Eagles, they're both 3-3, three and three, which... In the NFC North would have you in last place, but in the NFC East it has you as a t- in a tie for first. Um, but we're just going to focus on our guy, Jason Garrett there, who amazingly has been the Cowboys head coach for 10 years. And this number, well, it speaks to a little bit about what exactly Jason Garrett is. As a, as a home favorite, which the Cowboys are this week, they're minus three against the Eagles division game. As a home favorite in the last 10 years, Jason Garrett and the Cowboys have gone 19-34-1 against the spread. So when his team is supposed to win and supposed to handle the other, you know, the visiting team, they're supposed to have everything going for him there at the big, you know, the big star, the house that Jerry built, Jerry World, all that stuff. Everything should be in their favor. Well, actually, 64% of the time the visiting team comes in and gets a cover and oftentimes they get the outright win. So uh, just something to think about as you're looking at that Sunday night or many people chase their, you know, chase their weekend bets and the Sunday night and Monday night game. So when you're thinking about that Sunday night, most people go for the favorites. You're going to look at it. You're going to say, Oh, the Cowboys at home. That's got to be a good play. Well, you might want to think otherwise, because unless something changes in the next day or two, Jason Garrett's going to be on the sideline. (laughs) and cowboy fans i visited dallas recently they are none too happy with jason garrett i i don't know maybe maybe jerry jones thinks of him like a a sun-like figure but he's had a lot of time down in dallas and they have not done much in his what almost decade now tenure as head coach of the dallas cowboys now before we get to our best bets and our pick segment uh john and ryan differed on the version of what is a bad beat in segment number one but I sympathize with John in that Packers game and Lions game back on Monday night where the Packers are running back in that contest Jamal Williams fell short of the goal line uh, in the closing moments of that game to set up the game winning field goal Ryan said hey that would have been a bad beat for Lions fans who and Lions betters who actually had that game won the whole way and the Packers nearly stole it but I thought this would be a good time fellas uh, I, I know John already shared his uh, bad Bad beats uh, segment. We can also ask him if he's got another one for us. But I, I know Ryan's got a few. But it, it brought back memories for when I was a producer. Oh gosh, almost twenty years ago at Sporting News Radio, when I had bet a friend of mine was going to Bay, Vegas, and I, I had bet Tim Couch minus one forty-five to have over a certain number of completions in a home game against the Baltimore Ravens. The Browns were terrible. Butch Davis was coaching them. Uh, Couch almost didn't even start that game because Kelly Holcomb was the backup who had been playing well. But Couch did start. It was a Sunday night game. It was in early October. And everything that I had researched on this game was working out perfect. The Ravens had a great defense. The Browns were down big in the game. And Tim Couch was going to have to throw to get them back into the game. And the 
completions were racking up, and Tim Couch was a half a completion away early in the fourth quarter from going ahead and going over the total. I was going to win the money, 145 to win an additional 100. The center snaps the ball over Tim Couch's head. Couch runs for the football, gets tackled, gets a concussion, gets knocked out of the game. I was a half a completion away from winning that bet, a $245 swing. And when you're getting in radio and you're working as a producer on the weekend late night, let me tell you, 145 bucks is a whole heck of a lot of money. I'll never forget that game. Holcomb came in, actually played on a broken leg, and that was the era when we didn't know as much about concussions as we do now, and I'm screaming, put the guy in with the concussion. Don't let the guy play on the broken leg. Butch Davis didn't do it. I lost my money. I learned a gambling lesson that we all have to deal with at some point. So, Ryan, anything you want to share with the class? I I have more than I could even begin to count, but the one, and it will never be topped, is Christmas Eve Day 2014, the inaugural Popeye's Bahamas Bowl out there in Nassau. Western Kentucky against Central Michigan. And, I mean, who wasn't watching this on on Christmas Eve Day? The Western Kentucky – uh, Hilltoppers favored by three over Central Michigan Chippewas in the third quarter. Western Kentucky was up forty-two to seven. I left. I went to the beach. I was living in Oceanside, California, at that point. I didn't didn't think about it for a second. This game was over. I came home. I got to see the highlight, and basically, the highlight the, the highlight of it was Central Michigan big comeback cuts it to forty-nine to forty-two. Somehow the clock got stopped with one second left. Central Michigan on their own 25-yard line. Their own 25-yard line, down seven. They threw a Hail Mary, but that only got them to about the Western Kentucky 30, but the play didn't die. There were two laterals after the guy caught the Hail Mary pass. The Central Michigan guy got to the pylon to score the touchdown to pull within one. At that point, kick the extra point. Let's go to overtime. Western Kentucky can still get the cover. Nope, Central Michigan goes for two. And, of course, they don't get it. So they don't even win the game. Western Kentucky does not cover the three. And, yes, I will never forget the inaugural Popeye's Bahamas Bowl. (laughs) Maybe that's what you get for betting Christmas Eve football. Should have been doing something else. But, hey, I'm with you. I'd be betting a game, too, if I liked it on the holiday. I've done so. And I'll tell you what, that beat is absolutely awful. Before we get out of here, fellas, maybe our most important segment of the show each and every week, we give our best bets, our three picks against the spread, and the one we like the most. So, Ryan, go ahead, take it away. Give us some more winners. Yeah, so I'm going to start one of the three I've already given to you. And, again, no real rhyme or reason. There are a few trends that point to it. And I like John being on the other side. So I'm going over in the Bears Saints, over 38. Uh, the second one, we've talked about them just a little bit too. And uh, I've gone to them a few times this year. And they actually covered last week. I think they're going to make it two in a row. Taking the Dolphins, getting 17 on the road at Buffalo. Uh, division game, Dolphins are terrible. Bills defense is great. Bills are going to win the game. Uh, but I don't trust the Bills' offense to score enough to cover that spread. If they do, if the Bills do cover, I think it's going to be because of some defensive touchdowns or, or defensive plays that set up real short fields, which is possible, but uh, I'm not going to play on that. Ryan Fitzpatrick will do just enough, and I think the Dolphins cover 17, which Buffalo was a – last year Buffalo was a 17-point underdog at the Vikings this year they're a 17 point favorite against the Dolphins which is just an amazing turnaround uh finally my best bet I don't believe in them as a team I 
think they are not going to make the playoffs. I said it before the year, and I it's kind of borne out that way. But I do like this spot for the Rams at the Falcons. The Rams are laying three. The Falcons' defense has just been atrocious, and it's schematically it's been bad. The players have been bad, and I think that the Rams will take advantage of that like everyone else has done. Um, desperate time, I think they're going to score a lot of points against that Falcons' defense. I don't love the Rams, but I like them in this spot against uh, Dan Quinn's defense. So that's my best bet of the week, the Rams minus three in Atlanta. And if that happens, uh, keep an eye on Dan Quinn. Who knows if Arthur Blank, the owner down there, might pull the trigger and say Dan Quinn is no longer the coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Rough year in Atlanta for football so far. John, let's see. It's our sharp versus square. Ryan gave you the Vegas insider picks. Let's see if uh, you can pull off the winning week and knock off Ryan this week. I fully lean into being the square, and I know that Ryan gets a kick out of me doing what they sometimes say not to do and going against the book. But I'm going to lean into my bad beat demons from last week, and I'm going to bet on the Packers again. Uh, I like the over in the Green Bay-Oakland game. It's gone over in the last five games between these two teams. I think the Raiders are getting better every week, and I think this game has a chance to look a lot like it did uh, between the Bears and the Raiders in London, uh, which a lot of points were scored. Um, I'm trying to exercise those bad beat demons. Hopefully Jamal Williams does not have a chance to fall down at the three-yard line again. Uh, and screw me over again. I, I know that might not be it. smart money, but I need to do it. I need to feel better about myself and, and move on. I like the Seahawks covering three and a half points against the Ravens this week. I had a good feel for the Seahawks these past few weeks. I, I mentioned earlier going 2-0 in my bets of involving them these past few weeks. I think they're pretty underrated and undervalued as far as teams go in the NFL this year. A lot of attention has been on the 49ers. Uh, shocking start to the year, and the Rams have been a little underperforming but the Seahawks are quietly five and one uh, with a lot going for them and I think everyone's going to see Lamar Jackson and the Ravens as underdogs pounce on it and I think Russell Wilson will take care of business and win that game by a touchdown at home and then my best bet of the week uh, is another total it's the over in the New York Arizona game at MetLife Stadium the battle of the rookie QBs, 50 and a half points at the time that we're recording this. I think that can move a little bit, but I still like the number. Kyler Murray played great last week and was able to win two games in a row now for the Cardinals. And Daniel Jones will have Saquon Barkley and his tight end Evan Ingram back this weekend. I like that game to be a, kind of a shootout. I, I know it's a, an old trope to, to bet against a team traveling uh, you know, across the country and playing a noon start like the Cardinals will be on Sunday, but I think that has an opportunity to be a pretty high scoring game more than 50 and a half or 51 depends on where you're looking. I like that game to go over. So over in Green Bay, Oakland Seahawks covering three and a half points and best bet of the week will be over in New York uh, between the Giants and the Cardinals. All right, John and Ryan are locked in real quick before we get out of here. Jason Gotch, me, going to give you my three plays. I like the Vikings, minus one and a half at Detroit. I think it'll be Monday night football hangover for the Lions. Kirk Cousins and company get it done on the road by more than a point and a half. Give me the Bengals, plus the three and a half at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars in this big cat battle. Bengals are 0-6, but four of their six losses are by a total of 14 points. So I think since he covers the three and a half at home. And I'm going to take the Bears. Minus the three over the Saints is my best bet. It's a game the Bears need to have. I think the defense will dominate Teddy Bridgewater. So I got the Bears as the lock of the week minus the points. Also got the Vikings minus one and a half and the Bengals plus three and a half. That will do it for State Lines. For Ryan Fisher and John Spataro, my name is Jason Gotch. Enjoy the winners and we'll talk to you next week.